0: Yeah. I will be sharing my personal experiences, have interviews with experts and people like you who are also experts in your own unique way in life. Let's transform fear into freedom. Are you ready? I am so excited about today's episode. It is all about relationships and intimacy. And I think this is a topic that will benefit a lot of us because who doesn't want to become better in their relationship? Today's guest is Alexandra Stockwell. She's an MD and a relationship expert who shows couples how to build beautiful, stable, and long-lasting relationships. I am so excited that Alexandra is here to share with us some of her best empowering practices so that we can know how to build better communication skills and how to strain our relationship during difficult times because... Right now, especially during the quarantine, I feel like a lot of us are getting our patient tested, right? She will also share with us some of the practices that we can have as parents and how to better explain to our kids about the current situation, about tough times such as the pandemic that we're going through right now, because honestly, Right now, the generation that is coming out, they are going to keep this in mind forever. This is something that they will never forget. So I think it is really our duty to be better at explaining things so that they can understand what is going on and maybe what to do in the future when they have to come up with tough times as well. So I think today's topic is going to be very, very enlightening for a lot of us as a couple, as a parent, and overall as, as a human being. So stay tuned, and thank you so much, and let's welcome Alexandra Stockwell. Thank you. I'm
1: so glad to be here, Wendy, and you know, it's it's a special time, I think, to form new friendships, which is basically what this is. You and I connected recently, and we've only met during Zoom during the quarantine. And yes I can imagine in the future looking back and thinking, oh, yes, we met back when we couldn't leave our homes.
0: Right. And that's one thing that I've been hearing a lot more from different people, friends, family, and experts, you know, that probably one of the good things, which is the main um, topic of, you know, what I speak to my audience or about the podcast is finding that one thing or two or five things that are positive about like what right now we're doing, just staying at home and not having that quote-unquote social connection. But we are able to connect socially via online, you know, and thank you yes, so Yes, exactly. Fun. Yeah. Yeah. So tell me, I, one thing that caught my attention when I read about you and learned, as I told you, I heard about you from different people. And one of the things that you do, you're an expert in relationships in um in bringing that flavor and delicious intimacy into uh their lives and but then one thing also and i think i mentioned to you you know one of my things is like well you know even though i'm still single but then what i can get from your wisdom is also i think can be applied to other things like other relationships whether it is with friends or you know how to maybe in my mind transform and use that also with my family members, right? Is that something that can translate for both what you, what you got to offer?
1: Yes, actually most of what I teach is applicable for any relationship, I guess, any important relationship, but really any relationship. And I always love getting testimonials that are from people who've used what I teach for couples In another arena. So I have one person who contacted me after reading my book, who said she had such a challenging relationship with her stepsons,
0: Mm.
1: whom she met, I think, when they were maybe eight and 11. And now they're um, hmm, maybe 18 and 21. And She completely transformed the relationship by learning to have much more deliberate, authentic, collaborative conversation with them. And someone else who used it with her boss, because a lot of what I teach is a way for it to be safe, to be vulnerable. And that changes any relationship for the better. But I also want to respond to something you said. So I work both with individuals and with couples almost everything that i talk about is typically focused on couples but there's a real benefit to hearing what i teach while you're single because then if you implement it and you interact and you show up and you talk to yourself and you talk to others in a more wholesome healthy way then you're likely to attract someone who wants to partner in communicating with you in that way and it's sometimes much harder for people to change their patterns when their whole life is set up around a relationship which has patterns which aren't really leading to happiness and passion.
0: Correct you know that's something that I also hear in especially in the coaching industry about You know when people want something in their lives whether it is a successful career or a really good relationship with their partners or with their kids is even before having it already living that way and i i believe i've done some of that kind of work in myself but i also remembering how it was before when i was quite you know i didn't know a lot of these things and in only thinking oh i wish or i hope someday it will happen but now it wasn't very clear at least for me and some of, some of the women that I've talked to when it's everything we see is more on the outside and and now we realize there's a lot of inner work and having the guidance of a coach or a, a therapist or an expert you know like in your case how you coach couples or individuals you know it really helps to first work on what we have to, to focus on in our lives and our way of thinking and being. And then, like you said, projecting that out and then attracting because people can receive that, right? They can perceive the changes or how we live life and then be attracted to that.
1: Absolutely. And I'm going to restate what you said with a slightly, well, with my flavor to complement your flavor mm-hmm. uh, because people often think, oh, if I lose 100 pounds, or if I find the right man, or if I earn a certain amount of money, then I'll be happy. Mm -hmm. And for anyone who's accomplished those things, yes, it's very nice. And then you're back to your same old challenges in terms of being happy. And one of the ways that this can be understood is with be, do, have. Are you familiar with that? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think you just encapsulated that, that often people think if I have something, then I'll be happy. Mm -hmm. But really what you have is what comes last. It's the way to really create a wonderful life and a wonderful experience of whatever your life is, is to focus on be, do, have. And that means if you want to be a happy woman in a relationship then you work on being happy and behaving as someone would if they already had the relationship doing the things that person would do and then it's more likely that the natural consequences then you have that relationship and i think that really pertains right now because while we are at home while we can place orders on Amazon, although it takes a lot longer for them to arrive and for people who are ordering food, I I am not doing that, but my understanding is that people go to place a delivery and for two weeks now, there isn't a time slot. So without emphasizing that, because everyone's familiar with whatever their life includes right now, which is challenging, the point is that we are uniquely in a situation where we have very little control over what we have we have little control over how we socialize or what kind of acquisitions there's no going and shopping and buying things and just a lot of what we how we spend our time and where we focus our attention when we're focused on what we have it's really limited right now and so that can mean massive stress lack of a sense of control devastation anger bickering and for many that is exactly what it means but when we're looking for the silver lining and i don't think we really need to look that far the real opportunity is to take this time and focus on not so much what but who you are being and what are you doing with your attention and your time right now where you have in a way fewer choices Mm. but if you look at it differently you actually have more choices Mm. because you have time to consider how do you want to interact with other people Mm. and What are you feeling and how can you address that more directly rather than having it come out sideways?
0: Mm -hmm. That's beautiful. And that's, I think, one of the biggest lessons, takeaways, you know, gifts that I hope that a lot of people get to see this time right now, just like you said, because it sometimes feels like some of that has been taken away because we now are stuck at home and we're not able to see other people, just the people we live with. Some people I hear they have a lot of family or members of their family at home. So they kind of, you know, are getting into rough, you know, moments. And some of other people that I know, they are by themselves and they do feel a little bit more isolated. So and that's one thing that I, um, I found that it helps, you know, to take the opportunity of this time that we have. And, and sometimes it doesn't take that long, right? Just to have a little time to ourselves and reflect on those things. So that's a very beautiful reminder that. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I think, you know, actually just today, maybe we can link to it too. I wrote an article, it's called Five Ways to Strengthen Your Relationship During Quarantine. Yeah. It's in Business Insider. And I've spoken in a lot of different contexts. And what I always say is the first thing is to actually express how you feel with no intention of changing anything except acknowledging how you feel because on the one hand, these are very stressful times and on the other, I certainly have a lot in my Facebook feed about people talking about the light and talking about this is a beautiful time to evolve the consciousness and I don't actually disagree with any of that but it's totally incomplete because we have a lot of complicated responses to what's going on as well as seeing the silver lining. And so I guess what I'm saying is that the best way to access the gifts, the opportunities and the silver linings in this time are to actually acknowledge the truth of what our experience is, and not just push it under the rug or Put on a happy face while feeling stressed beneath the face. And so, for anyone who is with a partner, you know, in a romantic couple, or actually really with adult children or parents or roommates, anyone who's living with someone else can do what I'm about to say. And then I'm going to share how to do it if you're home alone. So,
0: yes, please. Thank you.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So, it's really important to specifically arrange it so that whomever you're speaking with knows this is the plan and that the plan is just to share how you feel so let's say if you and i were living together that we would set aside a time when we don't have other responsibilities neither one of us has our phone out for work we're not watching a movie but we're really dedicated to our communication and then we take turns where you share just how it is and maybe you share it's this amazing opportunity maybe you share you're lonely angry i don't want to stick that on you i'll say me like let's say i'm i just want to be able to express the whole spectrum because if i am feeling stressed or angry or betrayed by the government by the economy who knows what whether it's global or personal If I'm feeling that way and trying to ignore it, it ends up taking more of my attention away and it'll mean I have less patience, less creativity. So it's very important for me to be able to express it Mm -hmm. with both of us clear that I'm not expressing it so that you take it on instead of me. I'm not expressing it so that you can problem solve or fix anything, I'm expressing it so that I don't have to carry it myself. And you can just say, thank you for telling me. You're listening not to change a thing, just to be curious to know me better and know what my experience is. Mm. And it may be that I bring something up, like I don't know how I'm gonna pay the water bill. For this, you just say, thank you for sharing with me how you feel, or thank you for saying that, or whatever feels normal for you to say and once i've done that and you've done that and we've both kind of cleared the air from our own souls then whatever problems there are we can collaborate on fixing them it's not that we just leave the problems alone but that comes second what comes first is really being present and sharing how it feels and it is a an odd reliable phenomenon that when people share in this way if they're really heard and witnessed and there's no judgment, no fixing, just attentive listening, it's like we can let it go and have a little more internal spaciousness and energy to pursue whatever's next. So I'm not suggesting that we complain or wallow in this, but I'm also not suggesting that we pretend there's nothing difficult about this time. Mm -hmm. And once and I'm taking longer to explain it. This can sometimes happen very quickly, sometimes it takes longer, and then we move on to other things which I'll share. Now, if you're alone, you have two options. One is to get on a Zoom call with someone and do exactly what I've just said, and really reach out, like whom, whom do you want to share this experience with in a special way, even if you're not under the same roof? And the other option which is very, very powerful as well is to write a letter. And maybe you want to write it to someone in particular, maybe you want to write it to God, maybe you just start writing. So it's more of a journal entry. But when you write, you accomplish something very similar. And there's something sacred and empowering because you're essentially listening and receiving yourself.
0: Mm-hmm. That's beautiful. And one thing that came to mind as you were explaining what, you know, the first scenario with um, living with someone, and it really made me feel when being in that space, it's really creating a lot of compassion towards each other because sometimes it feels that when there is trouble or struggles, and in this case, having to deal with, you know, whether or not I have a job, you know, once everything is done you know, the economy and all of that, it feels like a lot of people um, retain the negativity in their minds. And then whatever they say, it just comes out, you know, without thinking and can hurt people. But as you were saying, and having that time to ourselves, and really, you know, for me, you know, the other person being there and just listening, and just holding that space and being very compassionate, it really felt like, this is a good practice to to be compassionate towards each, towards each other, right? And, and, and really um, honoring each other's needs because whether or not they might be the same, but still it makes us realize, wow, like even though we are in this together, she has things that maybe might be different than mine and the same for me. So that's- Yes,
1: and that's actually common. At least when all of this started, One. Person might be concerned about getting sick or someone they know getting sick, and the other person in the couple might be more concerned about the economic situation. I think now probably everyone's concerned about everything, but it's uh, you know, we each prioritize certain things, and how we respond to stress varies a lot. And even though this is a new situation for everyone, responding to stress is not new, and so our flavor kicks in. So, having really made space for those kinds of feelings and shared without attacking. It's more like I feel I'm experiencing. That's how those sentences go when sharing. It's really beautiful to then share some gratitudes and to make that something that happens every day. And my recommendation for people living together for couples is to share three to five gratitudes and make sure at least one of them is about the other person. So you can be grateful for the sunshine or that you have food or um, really any number of things. There's so much to be grateful for at a cosmic level, at the very mundane level, just all kinds of opportunities. I find when I tell people that they access gratitude fairly easily, but don't necessarily remember to include naming their partner. But we all need to be cherished. And even if you care a lot about your partner, if you don't use words to say it, they may not know it in a way that's as deep as it lives in you.
0: Yeah that is beautiful. That is a beautiful thing to remember, you know, having the gratitude towards one another. And especially if there are kids around too. So that's a good way, a good opportunity to teach them that too, that even though there's things happening on the outside world, that they are still together and holding each other.
1: Yes, exactly. And I have uh, one more general suggestion for this time because it's a time we're all going to remember the rest of our lives right this is a time when children who are 7 or 8 their grandchildren will be asking them what was it like for you in the pandemic of 2020 this is this is just a very very important formative time yeah and for for every kind of relationship and certainly within couples and families and Those, the aspects that are challenging, we mostly can't really control. I mean, unless it's about personal dynamics, but the the circumstances of the virus and the economy, we can't control that. But what we can do is make this a really memorable time because we do something special that we haven't done at another time. So for both the family and for the couple, it's a beautiful time to do something together that's a project so maybe as a family if there's something you really care about you start a facebook page and all children of different ages and the parents can contribute to what the content in there or maybe you do a thousand piece puzzle together or if there's a book series maybe Harry Potter, maybe everyone's already read it together, but you start the first book and read it out loud in the evenings. There really are an infinite number of possibilities for a couple. I think it's an incredible time to pick a relationship book and read it together and do the exercises at the end. I actually recommend two. One is my own book, which is actually a very easy read with an exercise at the end of each chapter which is called uncompromising intimacy and another book which is a lot longer and has more data and research in it mine is written more it it has instruction but it's also very much has a storytelling flavor this other book has a lot more scientific facts and is for people who are very analytical it's called getting the love you want and it also has exercises at the end I think that that is really one of the amazing opportunities that we have in this time is to pick something. The reason I pick these two books to go through and do the exercises is because then you use this time to really transform the relationship and strengthen it. <coughs> Excuse me. Yeah. But g- gardening, any anything that is going to end up where everyone who's participating has the, the joy and the challenge of doing something collaborative that will really strengthen the family. and actually, I have one more thing to say about this, which is that there's this incredible study that was done just before and just after 9/11 by a professor at Wesleyan University in Connecticut, and he happened to um, assess students in his class in terms of their stress levels before and after. And what he found was that those who were most resilient, who returned to their normal state more rapidly than others who had nightmares and stress for many months longer, the ones who had more resiliency and a shorter recovery period, had cooked and eaten family meals more often. So, use this time if your family has a cuisine teach your kids how to make their favorite dishes or if nothing else teach them how to make pasta and that really is both a good life skill to learn and it helps them with their resiliency because who knows what's going to happen when this is all over in terms of how we rebuild and reintegrate
0: Wow, that was amazing because it really makes you think. Yeah, you know, there could be anything happening, but really staying together and trying to find ways, like you were saying, those exercises, um, things that people can be interacting and building relationship and also building knowledge. It is something so powerful that I'm sure, like you were saying, the the new generation that is coming up for those kids. It's something that not only they will always remember about all the cats and everything happening but then also that was a time how i this is what i did when i was with my mom my dad or you know whoever they were with at home and how they rebuilt that and this brings me memories because back in the 80s when i was a child in peru i i remember vaguely yeah there was recession there was a lot of economy uh, crisis and also terrorism. So there were a lot of power outages and and kind of like right now we were stuck at home. And I'm sure other things that I just can't remember from seeing it, but just from what people said. But I remember very clearly, and this is before my mom uh, came to the US, she was still with me um, in Peru. We, it was dark, like, we were out of power, no, you know, not, nothing, and it was, like, probably seven, but we were already laying down in bed, and she was just telling me, reading to me, like, using a candle, but reading and telling me stories, and that that memory, even though we were just there with, you know, another couple of people in the family, but that memory of us being together, and, even though things were happening on the outside, it felt really good, at least for me, like feeling safe, you know, hearing things in the news, but then feeling safe at home. So it's what you said, it's, and it's like, wow, yeah, you know, totally makes sense. And I'm, I'm really, I'm sure people will take it and then make them, it will make them think about it, you know, like how can we best utilize the time, especially with our kids and making them feel safe feel protected and feel that you know they can go through this and let's let's make it a better experience
1: and actually that's a beautiful thing you've just shared and it's a really wonderful time for everyone to share particularly with our children but really with anyone in our lives about how we experience things in childhood or any time before now how we made it through other challenges because these are the stories that are so inspiring and to hear that you were in this situation with powder outages and terrorism and the economy and so forth. And yet, even though you created that context, it sounds like the strongest part of that memory was the closeness you felt with your mother reading aloud with the candle. And that is common when it's available. And so I think, it's also super important for families to not burden the children with too many details. Yeah. My children certainly know that the coronavirus is a thing, but with my eight-year-old, he doesn't know how many people have died. It, there's, no, there's no benefit to him having that information, but what he will remember is all of us being home together.
0: Yeah. That is, that is so true. And that's one thing too, that I just keep reminding myself, I don't have kids here at home, but my nieces and nephews and my cousins who come to me and ask me, oh, what do I do? How do I, um, you know, like get rid of the stress (laughs) or the kids, you know, asking so many questions. I'm like, really filter out what you hear in the news and whatever, take what is, you know, what you can take that might help you like, you know, precautions, how to take care of yourself. And I mean, we are at home, so that's, the main thing to do right now but don't give them extra stuff like you were saying because they don't need to know you know the numbers they don't need to know all the detail because for one and honestly we don't know what the media is really doing up there and well yes
1: there's that too and actually you know we're all focused on a physical vaccine a vaccine against the virus but What I think of as a really powerful immunization immunization is fairy tales and any children's stories from, mm, I'll just say pre-1950, but that's not a very, like I haven't thought it through to come to 1950, but the stories, the children's books from the 1800s and the early 1900s, they all contain I don't know I shouldn't say all oh, I haven't done an exhaustive study, but it's very common that those books, the ones that have survived in our classics, that those children go through very real challenges like the Secret Garden or Little Lord Fauntleroy i don't know if you know the American classics, any Laura Ingalls Wilder mm-hmm. these children have gone through all kinds of things, and they come through triumphantly harmonious kind happy and healthy and what we definitely are not getting from the media and i don't know if it's the media's responsibility to provide it is an imprint of how to triumph through the hero's journey and for anyone who isn't choosing literature or what to read to children i think the same applies for us i love reading my children's i mean books from my childhood or even fairy tales because what's happening right now is like a dragon in a fairy tale and in the way that jung taught us i mean like jungian psychology it it gives us hope and inspiration to take in those stories in fact if your focus isn't children and more adults, I really love so much Clarissa Pinkola Estes' book, um, Women Who Run With the Wolves. That's a wonderful example of what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm.
0: Exactly, and thank you so much because that's also a really good reminder because a lot of people, just like you said, is very inspirational, very hopeful, and that at this point, we really, you know, we should be looking for those things, how to bring more of that hope and trust into our lives and how to teach our kids about that. especially at the- In a
1: way that doesn't minimize the very real challenges. And that's why it's like a dragon. It's not that we make it all oh, it's not that big a deal. No, it's a really big deal and we can triumph also
0: right it's kind of like giving the power to them too right like look you're almost like part of your own book right now
1: yes exactly in fact that would be an amazing activity with children is to have them write a book of their life right now
0: right and and then making them think like how would you do in this situation how could you you know i guess really um like having that creative mind and, and helping them build that. So that, because at the end of the day, being creative in life really is what, what will get us.
1: <laughs> it's so true. And um, creativity is one of the most amazing antidotes mm-hmm. to stress. Yeah. And so and getting out crayons, paper, pens, this is true for a couple, an individual and children that any creative activity, whether it's knitting or cross stitch or painting or singing, all of this really fills the soul in a way that souls are very hungry for right now. We need the arts, we don't, this is definitely not about having some perfectly in tune song, it's for the joy of letting the creative, just the creativity flow. Mm -hmm.
0: that's so beautiful oh my goodness Alexandra thank you so much for sharing all of this wisdom all of the great ideas that I'm really going to sit down go back to the to the video watch it again and listen to it again and and really you know put some of that those practices into my life I mean it cannot be applied to anybody and especially thinking and I think I um I mentioned a few times to my audience you know like I still want to have kids and even though I don't have them, I just have my cats. But it's in my mind, I recreate that kind of life. You know, how would I be a good mom? What kind of things or practices can I do now to bring that into my life? And then I have nieces and nephews, so I'm sure, you know, it would be helpful for them too. Thank you. Thank you so much for sharing your wisdom. Now, tell us, how can people find you? And if you have, I think you have like a special gift or, or uh, something for people to learn more about you, I think?
1: Yes. Yes, yeah, so I'm Alexandra Stockwell and my website is alexandrastockwell.com and actually if you're home especially if you're home alone and you're listening to podcasts I have I I've, I've been on 60 70 podcasts and I have a lot of them on my website. So oh. if anyone wants to hear more of what I share it's all available there. I highly recommend my book. I think you'll be inspired wendy in imagining what a future partnership would be like and for anyone who wants to have more connected communication with the people in your life especially your honey your partner then uncompromising intimacy you can find it if you go to alexandrastockwell.com forward slash book and if you don't remember that you can just go straight to amazon uncompromising intimacy Uh and i'm
0: So I'll I'll put the link for both your website and also the Amazon link so people can find it very easy.
1: Okay, that's great. And I just want to say one more thing because I'm so grateful. We're recording, and the episode will be available in in about a week. I'm facilitating date nights at home because there's so many couples who are at home, and that really does have its challenges. And if you want this to be really the turning point, the most amazing time to really strengthen your relationship, then please send me a message on my website and I'll give you an invitation to date nights at home. It might change in the future, but currently it's a gift. It's free and I guide people on different activities that are meaningful and get the flirtatious juices going. and I did my first one this past weekend and the people, the couples who participated just loved the experience. And one said how um, she just felt so much more connected with vulnerability and ecstatic sensation. And this is all through virtually guiding people on a date night at home. So if you're listening and you'd like to experience that with your partner, please go to my website. You can you. the page says contact send me a message and I'll send you an invitation.
0: Wow, thank you so much for That's a beautiful invitation too because I'm sure at this point and I know quite a few friends who are like, well, how can I meet somebody or, or even just having friends. Because even their own friends, you know, they're far away. They're too busy because they're working from home. And so they seem to assume. And I always feel like we can always make more friends, you know. And, And so this is a beautiful opportunity to do that. Thank you so much for sharing that.
1: Yes, you're welcome, Wendy. And thank you for having me. And to everyone listening, I want to emphasize that you have a choice in how this ends up playing out in your biography is this something you look back on glad that it's over but full of gratitude anyway
0: right that's something that my for me for sure that's that's one thing that I repeat about being grateful for what it what is happening for me beautiful happening for a reason (laughs) thank you so much Alexandra have a good day thank you wow that was so good did you guys take notes I will definitely go back to this episode and pay attention to some of those tips that Dr. Stack will share with us because now more than ever is when we need the support in learning and becoming better in our relationships how can we establish better communication skills how can we be better guides to the people around us especially the kids so that we can all hold each other and understand how to go through tough times so do not forget to share this with your family and friends because I think a lot of the things that we talked about in this episode are very helpful for a lot of us please share with them and thank you once again for staying here with us also, do not forget to connect with Dr. Stackwell. She has a lot of wisdom. She can help you. She's been helping a lot of people, couples and single people. So I'm pretty sure that there's always something that you can get from talking to her. Thank you so much and take care. Be safe and stay safe.